Anabolic Academy on series and selling this bodybuilding. Hit that notification bell so you get all the content. Like, subscribe, because I'm giving you the best content in bodybuilding on YouTube, period, end of story. I don't care what. RX Muscles giving you a desktop, Fuad, whoever else. My show is the best. Mm, it's because I say so. I have no data to back that up except that it's my show and I know it's the best. And that's it. Anyway, so if you are new to the channel, Anabolic Academy is the part of the show where I take your questions via Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, email, and then I answer them. If you want to reach me and send me some questions or just say hello, Instagram, series and silliness, DM me, Facebook, my name, John Livia, TikTok, my name, John Livia, that's L-I-V as in Victor, I-A. If you want to email me, UncleJohn1201 at Gmail or John underscore Livia at Yahoo. Today is actually a very special Anabolic Academy because this is the first time that all of the questions come from one person. And that one person is Fran is the man because he is the man. And literally, if it wasn't for him this week, I'd have no questions. There would be no Anabolic Academy. But that being said, we are going to get started on Fran's questions. First question from Fran is the man. What bodybuilder would be a better guest than Seabum to be on Patrick B. David's podcast? Ah, okay, so. If you guys didn't see it, I did a review of the interview of, of Bumpstead. He was on Valuetainment, uh, who is the host is Patrick and David. Valuetainment is one of literally one of the biggest podcasts in the world. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. He had C Bum on, so um, go back and watch it. It's a pretty, it's a very honest, it's a very honest uh, review of the interview. Uh, that much I could say. But listen, I understand why Patrick and David had him on because he's going to draw the most. Fuse, he is the number one guy in bodybuilding right now, period. The guy's like got 20-something subscribers on Instagram. Everybody loves him. You know, he's the man, okay? He might be a little boring, but it's the truth. Now, I understand why. If I was Patrick Ben David, I'd want him too. But if you wanted more of an interesting interview, you know, there are guys like Dave Palumbo, King Kamali, Greg Valentino. These guys are great storytellers and have great stories. Who else? Mike Christian. Mike Christian would be a great interview because he was a fucking gangster. He was he was a gangster and a bodybuilder at the same time, you know, like he was from the streets in uh in California. So he would probably be a great interview. I mean, obviously, if you can get Arnold, I don't know if Arnold was on his show. He probably had him on. I don't know. The guys had everybody else on. He's had Ronnie Coleman on, Sean Ray, who else? I don't know, but he's had several Big time bodybuilders on. I think he had Dorian on. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he had Dorian on. Um, Dorian is fun because he's really into these conspiracy theories and shit. He's a little loony, but you know, those are more interesting. But I understand why he had C Bomb on. He has the number one guy in the world right now when it comes to bodybuilding. That's it. He's just boring as fuck. It is what it is. Next question from Fran is the man. When you first started working out, were you focused more for were you focused more on getting stronger or bigger muscles? Bigger muscles always because my generation, the uh, Gen X generation, you know, the 80s babies, you got to understand that everything was about muscles, action figures. You go back and look at He-Man and you look at G.I. Joe and you look at, uh, you know, the, uh, the wrestling figures that we had. They were all jacked. The cartoons, the He-Man cartoon, the Thundercats, they're all jacked. 
the superstars, the movie superstars, Arnold, Schwarzenegger, you know, Van Damme. Then you had Hulk Hogan in wrestling, and everybody in wrestling was jacked back then, you know? And uh, so every it was all about getting big. Everybody wanted to get big. Everybody wanted to train hard. And like getting stronger was kind of like the second thing, if you will. I mean, you kind of, when you start working out, you kind of figure out what direction you're going to go in relatively quickly. Like, am I gifted with gaining muscle quick or am I gifted with power? Because they're two different, you could have both, don't get me wrong. But if you look at powerlifters, they usually don't look like bodybuilders. They have a specific look to them. Or you're one of those guys that, you know, you're just genetically not gifted too well. And, you know, you might become a better person of who you are in the gym, but you really don't see a lot of advancement. It is what it is. You just kind of have to figure out what works for you. But yeah, no, it was always about getting big. I mean, man, I remember having the Hulk Hulk Hogan used to have like a workout thing for kids that you bought in the, in the toy store. And it was like two five pound dumbbells, a jump rope, you know, that, that, that hand squeezer. And then there was like a big, like book it came with and you could do all the workouts and stuff. And then a cassette, and they would tell you, okay, let's do the warm up, or let's do bicep curls, or let's jump rope, and you would do that, and so on and so forth. It was all about that, man. It, you know, that's just the generation. You know, that was it. Next question from Fran is the man: Which piece of gym equipment do you feel is useless and adds minimal benefits? That's a great, great question. Let me think. Obviously, we're gonna have to edit this part out because I don't. This is pretty. Uh, I don't know. I didn't think this one over. I should have thought this through before I. Before I started, a machine, a machine that nobody uses in the gym. There's always a machine that nobody uses in the gym. Well, I might get killed for this one, but they, that overhead, that overhead thing that Dorian uses all the time. You know, I never got much out of that. I don't see many people using that, doing that. What else? There's got to be more. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. Got to be more. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. Let's see. Equipment that does the, the minimal. There's got. There's got to be. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of gym equipment in my gym. To be honest with you. Hmm. There's always. Yeah, off the top of my head, like that's the only one that I really could think of is that over Dorian used to love it. It was that over the top, it would work your I, I guess back. I don't know. I, I never I tried it a bunch of times when I first I never did any it never did anything for me. I don't think a lot of bodybuilders use it. I don't even know what the hell you call it. You guys know what I'm talking about, but that's a rough one. I'm trying to think, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. Well, well, sometimes there's like doubles of something, but they're just the same thing, only laid out differently, right? Like you'll have a leg extension, and then you'll have a leg extension for separate legs, two separate legs separately, and then you have a leg extension where you can do two at the same time. It's really like worthless to have both because you could do one at a time on the other one too or you'll have a preacher curl that you sit down and you'll have a preacher curl that you stand up it's like well what's the, i could stand up on the sitting down one you know things like that but i can understand why they throw it in there because you always need more than, than one thing you know you always need you know you got to have an assortment of benches you got to have an assortment of squat racks you got to have a you have got to have you know dumb doubles of the dumbbells and so on and so forth anyway off the top of my head that's the only one i can think of let's see what was your first encounter with a pro bodybuilder and describe how it went? 
My first encounter with somebody who was pro. Well, the first encounter with somebody who looked like a pro was Dave Palumbo. He never turned pro, but he certainly looked like a pro. He was a monster. I remember it was 1998 or 1997, and I went to the Mr. Staten Island bodybuilding show. This is not the one I was in. I was in 99. This was a couple, a year or two before that. And he was there. I don't remember if he was the guest poser or not, but I remember seeing him and he was just in, enormous. And he would always wear this plaid. It was the summertime. So he'd always have a tank top on and this plaid sleeveless shirt buttoned down over it, you know? And I remember looking at him going, my God, how, how big does somebody like that get? How is that possible, you know? But I remember, I remember the first time uh, meeting Flex Wheeler, and I told him it was an honor to meet him. I remember one time I took a leak next to Lee Priest in the bathroom because he was a, a guest poser at a show I went to. I didn't talk to him while we were peeing. I thought that was inappropriate. I remember I met Mike Matarazzo in Las Vegas in the 2000, 2000, was it 2000? 2001. I believe it was a 2001 Mr. Olympia. 2000, 2001 Mr. I think it might have been 2000 Mr. I don't remember. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I met him. You know, basically at the beginning, it's like just shocking. You never knew somebody could be that massive, that that big. Dave Dave was really the first person because he was local, you know? He was a local guy. He was from New York, so he was always at the shows in New York and New Jersey and so on and so forth. So when I he was the first guy that I was like taken back, like how big he he was. You know, they don't seeing these guys in person is a hell of a lot different than seeing him when I was a kid in a magazine or seeing him on Instagram. Like when you see these guys in person, they're 270, 280, 300 pounds on their off season. And you look at them and you go, my God, it's, it's, it's like, it's almost like you've never seen anything like that before. It's shocking that you don't realize a human being could get that massive. Right. And I'm sure I remember, I remember I had my cousin help me at Jason Owens's uh, show, Muscle Beach. She came to help me at, at my booth and uh, she's not into bodybuilding, you know, she's, she helped me because she was my cousin, my cousin Francesca. And I remember Akeem Williams walked in. And this was, I don't know, three years ago, something like that. Something like that, two years ago, something like that. And Akeem Williams walked in. She looked at me and she was like, she was shocked. And I was like, well, that's what a professional bodybuilder looks like. You think I'm like, you know, because to her, I'm the most muscular guy she knows, right? Because she's not at the bodybuilding. But then when you see a pro, her face was like, and that's basically all I have to, when I saw it, that was pretty much, my face when I first saw Dave Pollock. Anyways, all right, so that, that's that one. Okay, next question. Thoughts on Martin Fitzwater getting rejected on an Arnold Classic invite? Well, as you know, I am blocked from Martin Fitzwater's uh, Instagram because I actually did a video on him when he got arrested earlier in the year for drug possession. It could be several reasons. I mean, first of all, I don't know what the criteria is. I know you have to fill out some paperwork, send it into the Arnold, and they pick and choose who they want. I have to assume, I don't know the rhyme or reason it is to pick or choose, okay? I, I don't know. I don't know if you have to have, if you had to have had at least competed the year before, if you had to have won a show, if you're just a draw. I'll tell you this much. I, I did, I, I'm, I'm speculating this, but I wouldn't surprise me because of his drug arrest if they didn't want him. Because the live stream is free. So that means advertisers are going to be coming out of the woodwork to be at the Arnold, the Arnold Classic in, in Columbus, Ohio. And they might scare, it's, it's, a, it's a possibility they might scare off some advertisers if you have, you know, 
somebody that was arrested for drug possession, or maybe they just, it was filled up already. You know, they had everybody they wanted, or maybe they just thought he wasn't a draw. Because if you look at the guys that are on there, they're a draw. If they're not a draw here, they draw, they're a draw in somewhere else. Like, you know, I know who's the Brazilian guy, Horse MD. I know Horse MD is a huge draw in Brazil. So people are going to be watching it in Brazil because he's huge. He's huge over there. Right. Um, Nexilla. He's a huge draw. He's a freak that everybody's talking about. Of course, you got Samson, Heidi Chopin. The entire Middle East is going to stop to watch Heidi Chopin be on the Arnold Classic because you know they're going to have their fingers crossed going, you know, Heidi should win this. And technically, he is the favorite to win since he is the only guy that ever beat Samson on that stage. But that's all I really have to say about Martin. Quite frankly, I don't care. If he's there or not, it doesn't make a difference to me. But, you know, Martin ha- Martin's still a young guy. He's like maybe 27 tops. And he has the makings. He's got the setup. He's got the, he's got what it takes to be one of the best in the world. He clearly has it. And you just look at him and his physique is magnificent. He's only 27 years old. He just has to keep his head on straight. And all is forgivable in in, in bodybuilding. We've seen guys that do a hell of a lot worse things than, than get around. I mean, so many guys have gone through trials and tribulations of bodybuilding and all is forgiven when they get back on that stage and so on and so forth. He has what it takes to be a great bodybuilder. There's just no, there's no question about it. He just has to get his head on straight, put his ass in high gear, get some work ethic, and he could be one of the best clearly. And this is a great time to be a bodybuilder. There's tremendous talent out there. So that's pretty much all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that, if anybody watched Forrest Gump. Next question, and unfortunately, last question. This is actually a pretty interesting question. What songs are on my gym playlist? That's actually pretty funny because, yo, literally, I have, and I'm not going to exaggerate, I have everything from Barbra Streisand to Metallica. I mean, if I just, I don't know if you guys could hear this, but if I just pick the most random, if I just hit songs, right? And then I hit shuffle. What's the first one that comes up? Fat Joe. Still not a play is the first one that comes up. That's the first one that comes up. Let's see. Who's the next one? Next one. Red Man. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Next one. Heaven came a can we talk? This song makes you want to fall in love. Next one. Oh, shit. Bust the move. Young MC. So, yeah, I have all different types of music on mine. Anyway, that concludes Anabolic Academy. Very short one, but quality, son. Quality. Thank you, Fran, as the man, for all the questions. It is greatly appreciated. Thank you for supporting my channel and, uh, and keeping it alive, especially keeping Anabolic Academy alive. But like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and tune in because I'm giving you the best bodybuilding content on YouTube. Period. It's not even. It's not even close. <laughs> really, who are you going to compare me to? Dennis James? Please, please. Jay Cutler. <laughs> Nothing compared to me. Nothing, son. Nothing.